Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs gives guidance on when to finish the 2021 grazing season. Okay, good morning, uh, everyone, and welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy. So as I said last week, um, I'm just going to talk a little bit uh, this week in relation to when to finish grazing. Um, I suppose we've spoken a good bit during the course of the last uh, two or three months in relation to kind of building grass from August and working through that grass now as we've been going through the back end of the year. Um, But often with all that good work done uh, in the last number of weeks and months, we can undo ourselves for the sake of a few days, actually very often, um, not even the sake of a week in um, the last couple of days of the grazing season. So again, I suppose it's just going back to emphasizing that the whole original 60-40 rotation plan that we would have spoken about in um, the autumn period is, isn't, doesn't allow for flexibility or doesn't allow for change. So if you're sticking very rigidly to that, uh, the risk is that you could actually run yourself short to grass for the springtime. Um, so as I said, the, like I've been on a couple of farms in the last couple of days um, where grass covers have probably depleted a little bit quicker. And as a result, those farms are going to have to close up um, sooner than they probably had intended. But the, the key thing is that they do actually close up uh, this week because they're, otherwise they're going to, uh, allowing for what grass is going to grow between here and the 1st of December, if they don't close now, they're going to close it with an insufficient farm cover for, um, on the 1st of December, which will potentially, uh, or which will more than likely um, result in a lower opening farm cover in the coming year. <clears throat> and I suppose that comes more to the fore, given that fertilizer prices are going to the prices that have been talked about, feed prices rising and potentially further rises um, likely as well. So the importance of, of keeping grass on the farm is going to be quite significant. Um, so I suppose, look, I'm just going to share a few slides here just to kind of put a context on it. Um, I need to share now first, so share a screen. So when to finish grazing for 2021. Um, and as I said, the, like, the objective is to get through October grazing as much as possible, depending on where you are in the country, obviously November grazing, a bit like spring, February grazing in, in some cases, maybe bonus territory if you're on very heavy soils. But if you're on kind of moderate soils, we'll say to dry soils, obviously there's scope there for to graze into the month of November, potentially assuming that there's grass there to graze and that it's not going to compromise in the spring. So I suppose just to highlight, um, the reason that we talk about building grass in August and September, and so, or well, in August, I suppose predominantly is obviously that we want to take advantage of these higher growth rates that we get through the month of August. And uh, we talk about even putting in silage here, maybe in order to create a bigger gap between the demand level and the actual growth level to build th- that grass cover on the farm. Uh, and then as we continue through the back end of the autumn, and as you know, we've had quite strong growth through the month of September in particular, and not bad either through the month of October, considering um, and September broke a few records, I think, even in terms of uh, amount of grass grown on farms and so forth. So um, it's it's trying to it's following through then, obviously, that uh, you can see the five year average is the one I'm focusing on here rather than the figure of 2019 and the 2020 figures. I just picked this up just to get the five year average. So you can see that our growth is obviously declining. And here we are just after the first of November now. 
uh, just beginning to drop below the 20s. And that tallies with what LG has been sending out there in the last couple of days as well in terms of predicted growth rates are probably maybe somewhere between 20 and 30 uh, and maybe closer to the 20 than to the 30 for the coming week. And that's going to continue to decline. Obviously, clocks went back last Saturday night and that has an almost instant impact on grass growth because grass growth is really influenced by daylight. Um, so in spite of the ground temperatures being reasonably good, potentially, um, the, almost we will see a very, very quick response to that reduction in light, daylight hours um, into, into the evening time in terms of grass growth. And grass growth is going to fall off quite quickly uh, once we get beyond the, this week and into next week, probably. So while we kind of a budget for, I suppose, is that you're going to have somewhere in the region of 10 kgs a day on average for the latter half of November. So depending on where your grass cover is currently, that may mean that you can afford to continue to graze up to maybe the middle. So if we say up to the 15th of November, then we can add 150 kgs of grass to the platform per hectare if we get our 10 kgs of growth through the latter half of November and we are no longer on the platform. So quite often we come across scenarios where people say, yeah, all the cows are in, but there are other stock out maybe on the platform that are grazing area. And obviously there, there's a demand associated with them. So they're pinching off some of the growth that is coming. And depending on the level of demand that is there, they may actually be negating whatever growth you're expecting to get. So it's very important that when we talk about trying to manipulate the, the remaining growth that's there for the month of November, that it's a zero demand scenario in order to get to where we want to get. Or we have to factor in that there is a demand of five, six, seven, or whatever it is. And that would mean that we'll say we have to take the cows off the platform earlier because we're going to have to, we're going to require our 15, 10 to 15 kgs of growth for a longer period to get to our closing cover, which is the 1st of December is the industry standard for closing cover. So just as I said, that growth is dropping off and it's going to drop down to a point where we're probably going to be getting anywhere between three and five kgs through the month of November or December and January. Uh, so again, doing the sums on that, if we say that we're closed for 60 days, very roughly, for it's, it's actually longer for January and December because we've 62 days in, in both of those cases. And if we grow, for simplicity, we say 60 days, and if we say that we're going to grow on average, which probably is more reflective of farms rather than using a figure that we would use in Moorpark, which would be the lads would expect to get five generally across winter um, here. Uh, so using the figure of three, we're going to add 180 kgs of grass to the platform um, if we're closed on the, completely closed on the 1st of December. However, that does come with a caveat that we have to be conscious of if we've run farm cover down quite a lot, and the whole concept of grass grows grass. If we don't have grass on the farm uh, in order to grow, obviously you take a cold scenario, low, low levels of light into, into the factored into the equation also, and then we won't get three kilos of growth at a commercial level across the farm. So that means we won't get 180 kgs of, of grass being added to the platform over the winter period, which means we're going to be short of our target uh, for definite come the springtime. So just to re-emphasize why are we going to why are we saying normally we're telling you graze grass now we're trying to tell you to stop grazing grass potentially so spring grass is the equivalent of 1.05 ufl per kg of dry matter which is a really really high energy value feed um similar on a similar part to feeding straight barley at a similar one, one ufl which is the again the industry standard we'll say um, and then autumn grass as you probably well know is is dropping off in energy value 
so down to 0.85 if it's reasonably good quality and sometimes it can even be lower ufl per kg of dry matter so again it's just okay there's grass there and and again i suppose the the danger is that we've had good growth throughout the, the period of the autumn sec section of grazing for 2021 and that the temptation is there to continue to graze again with a bad week last week better week this week now and cows are back out in a lot of places again but it's the temptation to stay going uh we could i often refer to john maher when i'm talking to groups myself that john wouldn't wouldn't really like a week's rain at, around this time of the year in order to drive people back into the sheds and um, because then the, the likelihood is that they're not going to go back out again and that ensures that there is grass availability for the springtime but if we get continued dry weather and uh, looking at the forecast there this morning, it looks like the drier spell is potentially going to carry into next week as well. Uh, and the temptation, as I said, may be there to continue to graze. Uh, we have to be cautious that we don't get uh, lured into, into the, um, the, the trap of continuing to graze uh, off into the, into the back end of the year. So just um, got slightly distracted there, Connor. Question coming in, Connor Creedon, uh, are heavy covers 1.05 in the springtime? To be fair, Connor, I suppose those heavier covers aren't uh, going to be 105, but, but the grass that you are talking about is that early spring grass in, in September or in February, sorry, the stuff that we have just grazed probably in the last few weeks, which is going to be young and leafy. Those heavier covers do probably, if they go to significant levels, are going to be lower than that, but they're still going to be better than 0.85. And they're still going to be on a fair pair to most of the feeds that you're going to be feeding at their 0.9 to 0.95 UFL. So at the same time, we probably we, we can't underestimate the value of carrying that through. So again, just this is just coming back to what we've been talking about with the last number of months in terms of uh, trying to target your closing. So depending on your stocking rate, that's going to influence what your full fully housed here is is your first of December date basically. So. Uh, and as I said, we spoke about this spring rotation plan or the autumn rotation plan uh, and how the 60-40 plan, as it's known as, uh, trying to get that grazed. Again, the, the, as, as calving figures improve uh, and nationally now we're at 68% six-week calving rate and we have a good few farms obviously hitting off the 90 and uh, up in the high 80s uh, and, in, and in the 80s and the high 80s. That increases the level of demand for grass in the springtime. So when we we look at that scenario, we're probably having to increase the proportion of the area that we have grazed by the 1st of November. A lot of people have been successful enough in terms of pushing through those areas, I think, in the last, because conditions were good. We haven't been hampered by weather in terms of getting through ground, to be fair. Um, but now we're probably at a situation where the temptation may be there to go back and graze a little bit more. So as I said, these fully housed figures are talk we're talking about first of December approximately for those. So you can see if you're stocked at a cow to the hectare, we're talking about closing at 600. So if we just to put that into context, if we're saying that we're going to get 10 days or 10 kgs of growth for 15 days in the month of November, if we're closing on the 15th of November, then there's potential there that we can still hit our target of 600. Now again. It's a bit like the spring. We have to be cautious when farm cover drops below a critical number of 500 at, at any stage of the year. So during even during main grazing season, uh, and some of you have possibly been there, and, and grass, there's just not enough grass on the farm to kind of generate the levels of growth that you want to see. And again, one of the grazing groups that I was with there during the week, we could see that there was a difference in the growth rates depending on the level of cover on the farms, uh, on, the, on the pasture base sheet looking at across the group average. 
So it's important, I suppose, to, in that scenario, you, you don't want to be dropping your farm cover, average farm cover too low because you won't be able to recover. And so keep that 500 figure in your mind. 450, you might get away with it at this time of the year because it's, you're not looking for active, active growth. But ideally, you, want, you wouldn't want to be dropping too much below 500 in order to climb back up to your target. Again, if we look at the 650 to 700 and we could just take the 700, 750, take it an average of 700 between both of these treatments here or both of these uh, stocking rates here. Um, if we drop down to the farm cover down to 500, we've 200 to make up. So if we've 200 to make up uh, and today is the fourth or fifth of fourth of November, if we've 200 to make up with 20 days by approximately 10, we can make it up. But we need to be stopping grazing in the next couple of days in order to get back to our 700. And if we're at stocked at a 3.5 scenario and we're look, looking to have a higher uh, closing cover than that 700, we actually need to stop today probably in order to be anywhere close to hitting our 750. So just to, I says, it's, it's just important that we factor in that there's growth going to come when we're gone off the platform. And then there's the growth that we're going to come that we're expecting from our closed date anyway. And working back, where is our average farm cover figure need to be in order to, um, to deal with that? So does calving date affect our closing covers? Um, yes, it, it does, Connor, again, that's a good question. I suppose so, depending on your level of demand and when you, when you in reality, I suppose you need to budget out out to the spring uh, but if we could get people budgeting to the first of december right now we'd be doing really really well to get a lot of people to do it uh, so i suppose to answer your question connor i think you need to do based on your own cabin date i know your cabin probably 7th 10th february kind of start date target starting on the first then and a high demand obviously in a very short space of time but factoring that budget out through the start of spring right out to the start of the second rotation really is how you have to de decide will and going working back is probably the best way for you to calculate what your actual closing cover needs to be on the first of of december but yeah so the later the calving date i suppose the, the greater the scope to to work off a small little bit more maybe but again all those key figures come into it so not dropping average farm cover too low uh, in order to try and generate grass over the winter in knowing what your overwinter growth figure is going to be is, is an important aspect of it as well. Sometimes that may dictate that you need to close earlier because you don't get a lot of growth. And the other thing, I suppose, again, on the heavy farms, and Danny Birmingham is a good example of it. And any of you that listened to the podcast, he did there a number of good number of weeks ago now at this stage with Emma Louise, will have heard that um, he actually grazes out his farm quite aggressively in the month of October because he knows he's not going to be on the flat platform for November, December, January for definite. And the vast majority of February is going to pass him by as well. So I suppose that if that, I don't know, does that answer your question, Connor, in relation to the calving date, length type, et cetera, how they interact with one another. It's it's very hard to give blanket advice, I suppose, but there's general guidelines that we have to stick to. So our objective is that we can close the farm with in or around the um, right level of cover at the end of December or start of December. We're going to budget for this three to four kilos, three kilos, I suppose, is a safer figure to budget for. If we have a bit more grass in the spring, but there's no harm in that at all. Um, we get we get through to uh, the start of February then and we have enough grass on the farm that we can potentially consider if the weather will allow us going day and night quite soon. And that's going to be very, very important, folks, the coming year because of 
fertilizer prices, I suppose. Look, fertilizer is fertilizer. At this stage, we're going, we're going to have to see what we're going to be doing in, in relation to that come the springtime. Um, but feed prices are going, as I said, are on the up at the moment, as you're all well aware, uh, significant potential to add quite significantly to um, costs coming year. Uh, and while, we, while taking the cows off the grass right now is going to mean that maybe there's maybe a little bit of extra feed has to go in now. Uh, it's probably going to be bought in at a cheaper rate uh, than you're going to be able to buy it in the springtime. Uh, so from that point of view, it's important to try to make sure that you're going to close the farm with enough grass. I suppose the, the question, that, this is a, just a piece taken from work that Sarah Walsh and, and Michael Egan have done together, um, following on from some work from Caitlin Looney and Ashlyn Caffey as well with Mike. The, the milk yield in the springtime would say the effect of the autumn closing treatment on milk production during early lactation. So Mike would have looked at very early closing, normal closing, which is what we're talking about. And then late closing is what we're trying, I'm trying to talk you out of basically, I suppose. Um, so early, early closing was closing the end of September uh, and normal was closing the start of October and late was mid-October. Um, and you can see here, there, there's no impact in terms of milk performance. Um, fat is, is better in the, in the normal scenario and protein is obviously slightly better. I know this, these figures are, are a couple of years old now at this stage. So, but still a good solid um, protein figure for the month of February. And obviously milk solids yield quite good there at the two kilos. And you can see that the level of silage being fed then where we closed early, uh, we're feeding a bit more silage at the back end of the year. Um, and then when we're closing late, we're feeding slightly less. But in terms of actual milk performance, closing off early um, is going to be, an, or closing off in normal doesn't affect milk performance in the subsequent spring. So it's it's good to close and it's going to drive good performance for you. You can see there's very little difference now between 2.07 and 2.11 in terms of closing the farm with more grass on it can sometimes create more of a challenge than closing it at the right cover, I suppose. And closing it late then obviously has a detrimental impact because we're going to end up feeding more silage in the springtime. I suppose just to highlight this, this is one of the farms that we're running at the early stages of this week. And the budget was done. Obviously, you can see there that there's farm cover being done there fairly regularly all the way through. Budget was done, obviously, at the start of August. Uh, and as we can see by watching the budget as we've been moving along, um, the target farm cover, you can see, was good, reasonably good there. But all of a sudden, we missed the walk here for, for, um, because of other commitments and so forth. And in a very short space of time, we've gone offline um, in terms of uh, sticking to the budget. So when we follow that through, when we see the cover on the farm at 8.31 uh, actual there late last week, and we we re-follow re follow that through on the actual bud, um, budget itself, you can see that the target farm cover from the original budget has closed the farm at about 700 odd. Um, but if we continue as we're going, uh, the situation is going to see us uh, at 586. So we're going to be over 100 kilos behind where we need to be. Um, and you can see that the, there was changes being made here. So the 8th of the 11th was being suggested uh, that week was going to be the last week of grazing. So we updated the budget then in light of the situation. And you can see that we've basically removed all the cows off the platform from early next week. So there will be no grazing taking place on that farm next week. Here's our 831 cover that was uh, generated from the farm walk last week. But the change by removing that demand, basically, we've moved our farm cover back up to 725. Now you can see that that's the 6th of, um, 
of December. So if we back roll that back by our three or four kilos a day there for six uh, six days, it brings us back to kind of our 700. We're not going to split hairs around that, obviously, but the objective is that that farm is going to close at 700. And um, if we like, obviously walking, but paying heed to the budget is an important element of it um, to make sure that we can close. So the object at the original intention, and I've seen it on another couple of budgets this week as well, would be that we would get to at least the 15th of November grazing by, by day potentially. Um, but if that doesn't allow, if we're not able to do that, we need to be disciplined and we need to stop and we need to put in the silage for the coming week instead of, of trying to plot on and graze grass that we're going to need in the springtime. So long and short of it is, I suppose, keep it for the spring. Uh, can say no more than that, really. It, uh, you all know about the three euros a day versus the two euros a day. Obviously, we want to try and extrapolate or, as much, or extract as much benefit from grass in the autumn period as well. But it is, there's 33% greater value for it in the springtime. So we need to retain that in the springtime. So um, just, I suppose, just we'll wrap it up at that. I just want to remind or let you know that the dairy conference is going ahead on the 23rd and the 24th of November this year. Uh, it will be a conference that will be face to face. So we won't be on Zoom for that. Um, so it's going to be in the Rochestown Park in Cork on the 23rd of November. and it's going to be on in the Hudson Bay in Athlone on the 24th of November. So if people are interested in that, you can keep your eyes peeled there. There'll be the, the program is, is going to be released, I think, this week. Uh, so you'll be able to see the details, but we'll be covering um, bits on breeding, some information around uh, spring, um, keeping costs down the coming year, uh, energy, um, working time clover and kind of the overall overarching picture considering the data that's in it uh, about carbon and what farmers can do in order to try and reduce their carbon footprint and how that ties in with your current production systems so i recommend that you look into that and um, obviously there'll be a booking system in place there because COVID regulations will still apply in relation to it but we are delighted that we are able to we're going to be able to meet face to face as such so just uh, we'll leave it at that for today. Wish you all well for the coming week and we'll be back again next week. Talk to you then and thanks for tuning in. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and thanks for listening.